Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 39 of The Fighting Goat. My name is Arjun aka Mystic Chips joined by Somesh Kamra. We've got a lot of exciting stuff happening this week. Lots of news from the world of mixed martial arts. John Jones and Henry Cejudo together. Misha Tate came back not as well as she wanted to but still she came back. That being said and a lot more in the world of boxing, MMA, masti, tamasha, maza and all of our nonsense in our second segment where we're going to be talking about the greatest headliners. But all that and more after this quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to The Fighting Goat. This is Arjun AK Mystic Chips along with the superhuman camera. Bolo namaste. Mere dost, mere bhai. Namaste, namaste. How are you? That was such a fantastic introduction. I didn't even feel like talking in the middle. Kya bol? Are some benefit has to be there of being a broadcaster, no? Itna itna 8 saal se boxing opening kar raha hu main. Thoda sa to kuch farak padna chahiye. Absolutely, absolutely. What's happening, buddy? What's happening? How was it? And after a very very long time we are having a one week off from the UFC. There's nothing happening this coming weekend. That, oh yeah there is nothing happening this yeah, weekend exactly right. you know so th- this Shit. weekend we are going to have party oh yeah this weekend we can we can party otherwise we are normally very very busy we are in the studio we are doing suni work we got lots of <laughs> other stuff to do but this weekend is thoda sa chutti can you imagine we this has been such a stellar year for in the world of mma right. and uh, headlined by of course the ufc because we've not had i think we've had maybe two or three weeks off since March or since uh, since May of 2020. Absolutely, I think it's about just been just events, two events, weekends events, have been events, off, events. which means they are putting on almost 50 events in a year, which means 52 weeks in a year, and they are putting mental, up 50 man. events. Man, mental, that's crazy. Mental, it's crazy. Mental. And the amazing thing is that I think it's one of the only sports companies that have not laid off anybody. that have yes. not cut anybody's money yes. and i think it's just that's just that's just an incredible feat within itself huh it's just something to be said about that absolutely in fact the organization has been so 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 committed towards developing the sport and yeah. keeping their staff together they've not only kept everyone they're also having expansion plans for the ufc performance institute Yes, hopefully you should see one coming up in our angan beach baju somewhere there. <laughs> I think the performance institute must be should be open in Kurla. <laughs> I think it really should. I think the there's a lot of talent there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't UFC don't listen to us. I obviously they don't but still. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And but it's you know it's been cra- it's been beautiful. It's been an absolute fantastic year for the UFC and for the sport lots of lots been happening yeah dude but you know uh, before we get into the actual week that was in terms of the fights there's been a there was, you know you all heard about uh, john jones being uh, thrown out of his gym at yeah. jackson bank and he yeah. was looking for a gym to uh, you know partner with and now he's found a home with henry sehudo exactly olympic exactly. gold medalist wrestler and two time two division champion so not two time two division champion yeah. triple c the man himself yes has taken yes. in and now he, that camp will have guys like jung wai lee hendy sehudo john jones and john jones entrance there what a difference is going to make you know in fact it's so funny because coach eric i think is not more than 5 3 and john jones is 6 4 coming in at you know 240 odd pounds i think that's going to be a very very uh interesting 
set up you know like when there's you know that moment between the rounds you know when john jones is sitting on the stool i think coach yeah, I think, eric is yeah, going to be shorter than height. him yeah i think coach, <laughs> coach eric is going to be shorter than him even though he'll be standing even henry sohudo would be shorter than him <laughs> henry is tiny henry was small for flyweight yeah he yeah, looks small yeah. for flyweight yeah and but, he still kicked ass dude. but you know it's you know it's so good to see that most of these top athletes are getting into camps which are more personalized and they're not going to these big akas yeah. or atts or jackson wink because maybe they just need that personalized attention and you know after a while when you become an elite athlete you just need that sharpening tools for a particular fight you don't really need Probably, to be coached yeah. no. you know it's just about understanding mindset and uh, you know going in there and just sharpening tweaking a little bit of aspect here and there it's having, true you know having said that i was under the impression that john jones is going to uh greg jackson's personal gym is what i'd heard last really? but yeah yeah or maybe you know, you know he's doing what uh, uh, a gsp did you know he came to greg only for his game plan and then Correct. he used to be used to gsp went to you know firaz zahabi and he went right. elsewhere for his training you know he did his gymnastics with somebody else he did his muay thai with phil nurse Right. He did Firaz Zahabi sharpened up his wrestling and and his other skills. Right, right. So, uh, you know, maybe we might see the start of you know maybe John Jones doing something like that might just make him even. I mean, fuck, he's already so lethal. Yeah, like it's. Yeah. I mean, he's already so good. If you look at, I can't even find a hole. The only hole I could have said maybe in the last couple of years, he's. But that also comes from you know it, it comes from the competition catching up with the champion. right it's if tomorrow if you know if the you know when guys used to finish fights silva used to finish fights in in like you know in like a minute a minute and a half yeah. there's not enough tape on the fighter to watch to study correct whereas john correct. has now gone decision after decision after decision the, right the reason why they're getting closer and closer is because fighters are catching up absolutely and that gap is getting closed now and speaking of decision after decision after a very long time we have seen a card which has got all decisions from prelims till the main card except for Jesus. one so you know chips it's such a contrast last week we had all finishes except for <laughs> one or two this week there are all decisions except for one well you know that happens man you know i mean imagine having a card from the prelim from the first fight to the by all decisions <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's you, you know it, it sometimes even as die hard fans it becomes a little difficult at 2:30 in the morning yeah uh, uh, you know it, it, a lot of people it, though it takes time you know it's it, it's a lot of people who come and get involved into the sport yeah. who watch the sport uh, as fans you know you don't watch you, you know you don't okay cricket is a bad example because people used to even when we were kids i enjoyed watching test match yes absolutely. because that was incredible but if you want a fan that a fan who doesn't know anything about the sport you won't show him a test match yes ever yes you'll show him a t20 you'll show him a one day international correct you show him correct. something like that but you're not showing him a five day game absolutely that's the yes. equivalent of a five round finish <laughs> five round not finish sorry five round decision <laughs> it's not like it's not like holloway versus qatar which was just mental Yes. Oh my Or God. That was Holloway that was versus bad. you know you know it's it's so funny we've been talking about this and we so much and I decided to talk we've been we always talk about you know you know the best shows that we've seen yeah and we've got actually a second segment is going to be all about the best headliners oh and the man. best cards that have happened in the last ten years odd I'm At so excited over the top of my head you know I, I'm going to there's going to be some fun topics to talk about but let's talk about what happened to Vin Ketlin Vieira 
and Nisha Tate. Oh man, you know, it was, it was such a good fight card. And as I said earlier, they were all decisions from the first fight where Adrian Yanez was fighting yeah. Davy Grant all the way to the main event where Catelyn Vieira defeated Misha Tate. They were all decisions except for the Santos fight. Uh, Tyler Santos versus Jojo Calderwood, which was a finish. But having said that, Rani Yaya, who's got 13 wins in the bantamweight division in the UFC, is uh, top there. Sean Brady. Uh, that bantamweight division is just mental now. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's the you know, thickest it's, division. I mean, it's surpassed uh, lightweight and featherweight. Absolutely. It's become absolutely. too strong. You know, a- I mean, absolutely. I mean, if Barboza is top 12 now, so what can you say? <laughs> you exactly. Barboza is in the top 10. And, and Jose and, Aldo is there. And there's also guys like Giga Chikatse hanging around along with Jan Chito, and Sterling. Chito and Cheeto Vera and and of course your one and only favorite favorite fighter in the world. Oh, my favorite, yeah, my favorite, Sean O'Malley. Sugar, Sugar Sean, Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean, <laughs> and, and it's got. I think Dominic is in the same division. Dominic is in the same division. Dominic yeah. Cruz is in the same division. You've got, you've got. Jeez, I can't even think. You've got, you've got T.J. Dillashaw in that division. Yeah, Corey Sandigan is there. Corey Sandigan. I, I, I can't think. All these guys deserve to be in the top five. <laughs> like you know, like all these ten guys deserve to be in the top five. Exactly, all these ten guys deserve to be in the Man, top five. That's crazy. Such a stacked division, you know. But speaking of bantamweight division, the main event of the evening between Catlin Vieira and Misha Tate was in the bantamweight division, where Misha Tate, coming off a four-year layoff, had a great first return fight where she won, and this was her second against fight Marion Reno, I think, against uh, Marion Reno, who yeah. announced her retirement, and Misha Tate was coming back for the belt but Catelyn Vieira stopped the train I see the thing is you know sometimes you know it's always people say styles make fights etc etc and we saw Misha Tate look very good against Marion Reno who was also a very uh, much older fighter and was on her way out but Catelyn Vieira is young she's very much in the mix and we saw the difference in that fight and honestly I, I mean I don't know disrespect to you know Misha Tate she's been working very hard on her striking she's been working hard on everything Right, But if Catelyn Vera can do that to Misha Tate on the feet, what will the champ do? Well, see, you know, I have a different take on this because Misha Tate is coming off a four-year layoff. Yes, the first fight was pretty much a setup fight and we knew, you know, 99% is going to go. Yeah, barring Misha some Tate's miracle way. from, you know, barring yes. some horrible mistake where yes. Misha just gives up her neck or something. Yes, but... I personally feel this loss is going to be good for Misha Tate because she's going to come back a revised fighter and she's going to go for the kill. So, yeah, you know you know how we see that every fighter, every champion needs that one loss to reignite the fire. I, I think mean, that's very important. See, the thing is, she quit in 2014, uh, 2015 or 2016 against Raquel 20, Pellington. 2016 or 17? 2016, yeah. I think. 2016. Yeah. She retired after her loss to Raquel Pellington. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying is that there's, you know, you say this, you see a lot of coaches, you see a lot of, uh, especially a lot of Brazilian fighters, yeah. you know, that that come in with that striking pedigree. Like you yes. see that striking coming. You look at Cheeto Vera, it's fluid. You oh, can't, oh you can't teach that kind of, I mean, that, that striking just comes naturally. Yes. When you, that is, you see, when you see, and you see some, even the, even, even some, you see, you see just like, for example, look at uh, uh, Andraj, you see her oh, striking, yes. it's fluid. It's fluid the way she moves. Joanna, it's fluid the way she moves. Valentina, it's fluid the way she moves. Yes. Amanda Nunez, it's super fluid the way she moves. And even Holly Holm, like I, I think, you know, in the first match against Holly Holm, where, where Misha won the belt, 
Yeah. With uh, a rear naked choke, yeah. But she was losing for four and a half rounds. Yeah. Before, yeah. before that rear naked choke happened. And right. she shut out the champ. And I'm just thinking is that I think against, you know, Misha, we're all rooting for her. We, she's a fantastic fighter. She, she wore the UFC belt. She got that gold. Yes. Just like Michael Bisping, who was chasing it forever and he gets the gold. Misha yes. was chasing it forever. She got the gold. But honestly, do I think she can hang with the top three? I don't think mm. so. Very, very interesting analysis. See, As because, of now. See, because you know, see, I mean, if she goes and takes on Andraj, Andraj has got defensive wrestling and has got very heavy hands. Yes, yes. Very, very heavy hands. And Amanda Nunez, you don't even, you can't even talk about her. I mean, Correct. I mean, she's not in the mix right now because not, she's, 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 she's way champ. up there. Yeah, she's way she's up She's a champ. Even if you look at the entire slow contenders in the middle, there are, there's a lot of new that has come in now. Yes. There are a lot yes. of guys can, and a lot of these girls can strike very well. So Very it's, true. tell me something now. It, it, that's why I'm saying at the age, I, I don't know. Misha is what? 35 now? Uh, no, I think she's younger than that. If I'm not mistaken. She's, I think, yeah, I think she's a little younger than that. Yeah. But I think, you know, sometimes that four-year layoff, if you're not, if you don't come in with that pedigree, it's GSP took a four-year layoff, but GSP yes. was a Kyokushin karate black belt. Yes. He had that striking. He was fluid already. You right. can't, I don't think you can develop, suddenly develop incredible striking skills. Overnight, true, you true, know, true. Maybe, true. maybe she, if she really puts her mind and dedicates, and and Misha is the kind of person who will do that probably. I personally feel this loss is going to work for her. You know, I mean, you know, she's coming in with that name and the former champ and all of that. You know, she won the first fight. Uh, okay, I think this loss was very much needed for her to know that. Listen, I need to up up my game then just to up my game. So I, I, yeah, I think so. I think Ketrin Bera is a is a tough opponent, but Absolutely. there are much challenges coming than that. Absolutely, and that Misha will get chewed apart on the feet that easily. Her oh. face was a mess too. Yeah, you know. But typically, what happens in this case is that Ketrin Bera is pretty much up there. You know, she has been fighting. She's in the mix, yeah, and when an you're fighting, fighter. you know, when you're fighting somebody like Misha Tate, you come in with that firepower that yes, I want to beat a name. You know, it's almost like coming in and beating uh, an Aldo. So you know, even though Aldo didn't take a long layoff, but it's almost like beating Aldo because that's I mean, a name that you want to beat. You know. Now it remains to be seen what Misha plans to do. I mean, absolutely. She's, she's gonna. She won one. She's lost one after <clears throat> her layoff. She's won one now. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. We wish her nothing but the best of luck. But uh, yeah, I think. But you know, she needs to figure something out because that top five is a shark tank. Absolutely. And speaking of top five, speaking of top five, we are going to be speaking about our top main events of yes. the yes. evening. More and more. Musti and Dhamaka after this short break but ladies and gentlemen stay tuned and we will be right back after this short commercial break Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to The Fighting Goat all this content live only exclusively on ivmpodcast.com you can check us out on Spotify you can check us out on Ghana you can check us out on, on Apple you can check us out on YouTube you can check us out in the Angan outside you can just scream our names outside you'll hear us eventually I've been working on my Hindi a little bit by the way it is Thoda beautiful sa- it's smooth but Mudar, course, you know what? from, from, from what I called Raquel Pennington two years ago, <laughs> live we, on the broadcast, we had to cancel it because I called her Raquel. 
वेल जो दिल में है वो जुबान पे है एंड लिटरली जो दिल पे है इज समिफोर वी वन टू आर रूल्स ऑफ यू नो बिकमिंग एनालिस्ट एंड कॉमेंटेटर्स एंड डूंग you know which have been the marquee events that left the headline fights which have left a, a mark on us right so it's going to be very very difficult to do this somesh but we're going to just rattle it out you know i'm just going to rattle out my top 5 in in the wow. world you know we are going to have some overlaps i'm so sure oh yo i guarantee because, i guarantee you know I guarantee. you know when we spoke about this since last and i'm thinking that there are just so many fights which are the top 5 main events and of course you know it's not just about this the is fights. part one huh? by the way this is part one of many ah this is part <laughs> one of many because it's not going to finish dude it's you know not. you can't you know you can't throw in these surprise elements like come on <laughs> yeah yeah part one of many i i are this is the, it's called the twist This is called the what if ending. What I I am I am beginning to believe I'm playing some Takeshi's Castle out here. <laughs> Takeshi's Castle. I'm still not figured what that is. So yeah, no, no, so, let's start now. But top five, okay? I'm going to lead with the top for my top fifth pick. Please go. Let's. Okay. Shoot. I think one of the biggest, most iconic uh, main events that I saw. Okay, was, time out. On what basis are we doing? So is it trying to on basis? It's just is, is it is it pay per view? Is it great matchups? Is it you know I don't know rivalries no, no, no. Okay, or so, so, bl- maybe, bad maybe, blood or no what no is nothing it? like that. No, no, just the top headliners that you've seen. That's all. Okay, done. Let's go. Top headliners. So for me, for me, I think one of the biggest headliners for me, which actually got me into the sport, uh, got me into the UFC, was watching the Ultimate Fighter finale. Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture duke it oh out. Oh my god! After Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner. Oh my god! That is such such a wild pick because it was way back. You know, that's what, two, what I'm saying. Two thousand three, two thousand four, and that era. There are era. so many like this. and the best part is sony's airing that season right now on oh, yes. sony 10 to i know i got to check it out is it on like, live i got to check it out it's on it, live. yeah it's going to be on live and it's so iconic that 17 years later it still has relevance people still it watch does. it they still get pumped because even though 16 fighters they were all maniacs out there they were i mean if you look at that lineup those guys are today's ufc vets absolutely they are, been, absolutely these guys You know, poured their blood, sweat, and tears. Koscheck, Josh Koscheck, Chris Lieben, Chris Lieben, Boris oh Griffin, God. Stephen Bonner, Diego Sanchez, Kenny Florian. I mean, oh God, who guys, was not there? Who was not who there? Who was not there? <laughs> I mean, all superstars. On. So that's my number fifth pick. What's oh yours, man, Mr. so my first pick would be UFC one three nine way oh, back. Oh, I know what you're talking in about. In two thousand eleven, with Dan Henderson taking on Shogun Hua, because that main event was built up with so much hype, so much bad blood, so much upper niche happening, and man, what a war it was. it was dude i mean that fight the it led to becoming one of the best trilogies yes in fact later on and i remember hendo versus it wasn't a very particularly major card yeah but that fight uh, turned out to be you know arguably one of the best fights 
in the history of the promotions Absolutely. between two legends who had never faced off against each other right even though they came from the same their, their career trajectories were the same yes they came from pride and they both had not faced off each other and then finally bang some xyz years later <laughs> they faced off against each other so that is and, my number 5 ufc 139 2011 dan henderson versus mauricio shogun hua All right, my number four pick. Now I don't know the dates. Mr. Kamra is the historian, here. <laughs> uh, but I just know the fights. On number four, it's one of my biggest uh, headliners. Uh, I remember was um, uh, the when John Jones took on Shogun Hua. Oh my for the God! Title. Where you know, when he was twenty-one years old. When he was twenty-one years old, John Jones won the belt from Mauricio Shogun Hua via fourth-round TKO. Right. It was. It was that fight should have stopped in the second round because of the battering he put on the former champion. You know, you know those elbows and, and all that. that was, oh God! It was those brutal elbows, those spinning elbows. Makes me miss the vintage Jones, but he became. You know, it, it, that's how. That's how. When you fight, when you have nothing to lose, versus when you have to, when you fight where you have everything to lose. Right. That's what happens. Not everybody can be Anderson Silva and put on a show. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also on this list? Don't worry. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's so John Jones versus Shogun Hua for the belt was my pick. Oh man, that was such a legendary fight. If you ask me, when we speak of legendary fights, nothing can take away. UFC 199 which was in 2016 the original main event was Luke Rockhold versus Chris Weidman for the middleweight belt and okay. Chris and Chris Weidman pulled out and Michael Bisping stepped in he oh yes where he beat Luke Rockhold to become yeah, this is the, the middle, correct yeah to become the middleweight champion i think that was one of the most iconic moments because you know X pulls out, uh, you know the replacement fighter steps in on a short notice, and he beats Luke Rockhold. And not Luke. just replacement, like Luke was cocky about it, saying that, "Oh, I've already beaten you before." Absolutely, absolutely. And man, that was such a turning point in the career of Michael Bisping because he became an overnight hero. You know, he was always he was always great, but he was not great. Great, he was he was never a championship belt holder. But on yeah. this case, that left hook changed. Everything about Michael Bisping, he was, you know, unbeatable. Of course, you know he was. You know he looked good. He, I mean, it was a very short-lived uh, title reign. He defended his belt against uh, Dan Henderson once, I think, and uh, after that, he lost his belt. Yes, he did uh, to GSP. And uh, so that- after which, uh, Michael Bisping retired and became uh, the awesome broadcaster that we know now. Yes. So. Your four pick. Yes. Uh, well, my number three will get ready for everybody's jaws to drop. Is Ooh. UFC one ninety six where Nate Diaz shocked the world? Oh, yes, by submitting Conor <laughs> McGregor. Oh God, that that is such a that super was not even one. the main event. That was not even the main event. Yeah, <laughs> that was not even the main event. It wasn't. It wasn't. That was still, but that was a hell of a. Like, I think the main event for no, I, I don't remember what the main event was. Yeah. I don't remember what the main event was, but that was one of the best, uh, one of those, one of those kind of matches uh, that was that should have been a headliner. Honestly, absolutely, absolutely. I think the main event for that one uh, was Amanda Nunes versus. I am not yeah, sure. It, I will have to check one ninety six. It uh, was. Uh, we'll it, find out it, and tell you. It was Nunes versus uh, Shivchenko. Oh my God, that was also great. That's. I mean, that's also a great yeah, fight. It was. 
That's also a great fight. I mean, I'll put it up there. But 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 Connor, when Connor came and he was coming in on such a streak, uh, he was supposed to take on Rafael dos Anjos. Yes. For the UFC lightweight belt. Yes. And uh, I think RDA pulled out, and Nate took that fight on 11 days' notice. Yes. And came out to shock the freaking world. Oh my God! Yeah, that was you know what White's are being mentioned right now. Like Nate's stock value just rose so drastically after that fight that he was picking and choosing his fights. Yeah, you know we all know the Diaz brothers are absolute gangsters and they go ahead and they put up a show for everyone. But you know, they need that pivot. They need that momentum towards him and you're absolutely spot on because this particular fight got the momentum completely on the Diaz brothers. It was, man. I mean, Nate became became the star that he was destined to become. He really did. So that's my number three, Mr. Kamara. What's yours? Wow. So, in fact, the next fight that I have on my card is, uh, it's not a marky marky fight, but it has changed the face of MMA in Canada. It was UFC 129, where GSP was facing off Jake Shields in oh, Canada. In Toronto, I think. In, in Toronto, I think. Absolutely. It was, it was in uh, Toronto. Uh, the first event that they've ever had there. And it was the first time where GSP lost one round in his life. The first round he lost was in this particular fight where Jake Shields beat him. Of course, the fight went oh, to GSP. Man, but you know, it's almost like you're saying that Khabib has never even lost a round. I remember I remember this fight. I remember Jake Shields being uh, blooding up uh, yes. his eye and nose and yes. stuff. Yes. Yes, and it we was, were shocked. I'm like, can Jake Shield strike? It was because everybody is shocked, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So Man. that was the one. It was see, one twenty nine in the year two thousand eleven. Jake Shields versus GSP, the first event in uh, Toronto. Canada. Oh man. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is part one of the series. There are many <laughs> of these going to happen because five fights do not do justice. Five main events do not do Absolutely. justice. Absolutely. They cannot. We have not even overlapped here. So that just shows there's uh, so much of content. Absolutely. And now moving on to number two spot. Uh, let me think. Uh, number two would be for me. Oh yes. How can I forget? The Canadian Psycho versus Ruthless Robbie Lawler oh, my. for the title. Which was one of the most insane fights I have ever seen in my life. The main event was Robbie Lawler defending his belt against uh, Rory McDonald, the Canadian psycho. Uh, and I actually believe, was that the main event? Yes, it was the main event. Oh that my was the main event. God. Yes. It yes. was a title fight. And it was the main event. And it was one of the most... Iconic event where there was a stare down in the fourth round where Robbie Lawler's lip was cut into two pieces. Rory McDonald's face was a canvas that looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. Right. And they looked at each other. They spat blood on the ground into the corners. Right, right. And then Robbie comes out in round five, breaks Rory McDonald's nose and wins the fight. Oh, you know what? That particular event was UFC 189. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while. UFC 189. However, the main event was Connor versus Chad Mendes on that one. Oh, shit. I I keep doing co-main events. I don't know why I'm deleting these co-main events. But let me tell you, in the list, that is definitely one of the top fights to have 
ever ever cut the bracket across every single segment it is, is just... rory mcdonald taking on uh robby lawler oh my so god so i'm forgiven for making this mistake oh now. no it's i mean co-made. but but <laughs> that that definitely is a main event in any other show yeah. <laughs> so Dude, you know honestly the chad mendes was again it was a replacement fight yes. for corner yes and again it's so many guys have just replaced and corner took that chance and won the belt yes but it's it, you know people have still speculated back Back then, had Chad Mendes got a full camp for that fight and came in shape, proper shape. I mean, we like in fighting know. shape. We never know. You never know. You never. That could have been the end of the corner fight, and that would have been one of your what if moments. What if? What if? <laughs> but I'll, now that's being set. What are your picks for number two? I love that what if moment. <laughs> what if is the best. Well, my next pick. is a iconic moment in the world of mma it is ufc 205 it was ne- wait, 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 november yes. 2016 which is exactly uh, 23 years after the ufc actually came into formation it was really? conor mcgregor versus eddie alvarez Oh when he finally when he finally became the two time two division champ absolutely that particular fight was so iconic for me it was definitely one of the top main events not only did corner become the two division world champ but it was after a long struggle mma finally made their debut in madison square garden Oh yes, correct. It was correct. the it was the first event in Madison Square Garden and a uh, first MMA event in Madison Square Garden after the New York had so many issues with MMA coming Absolutely. in and legislation after legislation Absolutely. was passed and finally they broke through. Absolutely. So this was that particular event UFC 205 November 12 2016 Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez is number 2. on my list of iconic main one. events well <clears throat> moving on to uh the number one spot for me it's going to be you know there's no secrets with my love for brazil <laughs> silva but it's going to be one of the most iconic fights and one of the most nerve wracking fights that i've ever seen was ufc 117 where anderson silva defended his belt against chael sonnen oh my for the first god time. and it was one of the most closest contests in the history of anderson silva's career absolutely where he was losing for four and a half rounds and came back and slapped on a triangle choke to make chael sonnen tap in the last two minutes of round number 5 oh my god according to me that was the most incredible and iconic moment in the history in in pay per view history absolutely absolutely the 14 fight win streak was about to come to an end and you know anderson silva being anderson silva the greatest of all time pulled a rabbit out of his ass and <laughs> <laughs> that was he literally submitted the man that was beautiful. but hard goes out to chael though man what a fight he, he was put on. there he was so close on beating he, the greatest of all time but the greatest of all time is called the greatest of all time because exactly. of these reasons it's never over till it's actually over 
It's never over. And, and by the way, Sumesh, I think it's high time we do. We've been talking about this. for It's been 39 episodes. I think our 40th episode can be a dedication to one of the legends. We've been planning to do the legend series. Yeah. Let's just do that. Man. Let's just do, do that. Let's just, Let's do, just it. do it. Let's just do it. But I was hoping we could get into the studio because we're going to be joining the IBM studios very soon. Absolutely. So you know, if, we can hopefully do it from there. If you guys haven't watched it, please check out ivmpodcast.com on Instagram and check out the video of their Absolutely yeah. new swanky studio that we'll be swanky in. Swanky banging <laughs> studio. And we're going to be there. Apparently, it's near Khar Social. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Riyaz Amlani right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Riyaz Amlani, we are coming. <laughs> you know, in case you know, in case he wants to open like a small little IVM social somewhere inside <laughs> IVM, <laughs> you know, we'll partner IVM with you. Social banana, no? IVM social is great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it. Yeah. IVM social. Well, speaking of social, the number one pick on my list I feel the most iconic event where UFC really mm. went all guns blazing with their promotions, with their advertisements, with their tours was UFC 194 in 2015 between Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor. Oh, of course. How could I forget? I knew this. Was, I think the PR machine was at work for two years. Yes. Yes. And how many countries did they tour? Six countries. They toured six countries. The fight fell off two times in the past and finally came into fruition UFC 194 in 2015. Of course, it did not end the way that we wanted to. Some of Mm -hmm. them, yes, we wanted a longer contest. But man, it just took 14 seconds for Conor McGregor to knock Jose Aldo out cold. 10, yeah, 10 yeah, years know, undefeated champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, featherweight, boom, boom, boom. But man, that Whatever. was such... No, I'm not listening to this anymore. That was, that was such an iconic I am moment. not, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, iconic, iconic. Very good. Very <laughs> iconic for you. <laughs> no, you know... Iconic hoga tere ghar. You know, when we... Sorry, sorry guys. I'm a little hurt about <laughs> But you know, when we speak of iconic fights, it's... it's uh, it's to do with the entire hype, the amount of people tuning yeah. in, the pay-per-view, the actual contest, what goes behind the curtains, all of that. So this I mean, for if, me was number one, UFC 194, Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo. That's a great one. But you know, if, if you're going to start measuring it by those, by those standards, then I think uh, we are, I'm not going to do an honorable mentions because there are too many honorable mentions. Absolutely. But we are certainly going to come back in the next month with the second part. Yes. I mean, we've not even scratched the surface when it comes to Chuck Liddell, GSP, uh, guys like Brock Lesnar. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, in terms of pay-per-view hype and, and buys. So we'll get back to that another day. Yes, we will. We'll get back to that but, another day. But having there's said a that, lot to talk about though. But still having said that, those were our top five picks. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to make your top five picks and win some exciting, exciting Fighting Goat merchandise, please, please, please tag us, hashtag us with your top picks and get us on the fightinggoat.com. However, Chips, what are your handles to tag? All right, here we go. So if you want to tag me, it's at Arjun Chips on Instagram and at Mystic Chips on Twitter. So don't forget to firstly tag us, hashtag us, for all our cool merchandise. Today, I'm not wearing the t-shirt, but ugly about Well, even I'm not wearing it because we only got one one t-shirt teach and it needs to go for a wash. <laughs> you know, they're very expensive merchandise. But ladies yes. and gentlemen, if you want the merchandise, you need to tag us, hashtag us, make your picks plus which your top five fights are. Even if any of them match, one lucky winner would get an exciting fighting goat 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of fighting goat t-shirts, we're going to speak about some crazy fighting goats. Not this week, but the following week, which is December fifth, where Jose Aldo takes on Rob Font. More on the other side yes, of sir. the fighting goat after this short commercial break. Welcome back to the Fighting Goat. You're listening to Arjun A.K. Mystic Chips and Somesh, the Superhuman Camera. We just had an amazing, amazing episode where we discussed our top five pay-per-views, uh, iconic headliners actually in the world of the UFC. But of course, this is just part one, iconic headliners part one. We've got a lot more iconic headliners coming because we've not even begin begun to scratch the surface. I Absolutely. mean, we've got headliners that we can talk about in pride. Headliners from Strikeforce, headliners from WEC, where, where Jose Aldo ripped up a storm. And speaking of ripping up a storm, we've got a great pay-per-view between Jose Aldo and Rob Font coming up. Oh my God, that is such a that's such a good again fight night. in bantamweight. No, oh, yes. right. no, this yes. again in bantamweight. Yes, at bantamweight. This, again, this is this is such a crazy fight card because we also have Luis Smolka who's on the fight card, and we have Clay Guida, the mad Guida. man who's I on just the card. Swear to God, I don't know what it's going to take to stop Guida. Uh, Guida's just going to yeah. fight till he's eighty, and he, he's been looking like that since he's twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Since he was 20 years old, he's been looked the same. The time when he graduated, I think he finished the Ultimate Fighter yeah. and faced off against Diego Sanchez. Yeah. I mean, he's looked the same since then. Absolutely. So skill wise, much better. Yeah, so, but yeah, so the basically same. he's the you know, he's a Sanat Jaisuria of uh, MMA. <laughs> Who just never retired. Yeah, he just never retired and he never aged. Same, same face. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. yes. But ladies and gentlemen, on, if, if he's the Jesu there, there's Rana Tungye is the DC or is DC the Rana Tungye? <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have similar now. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, you, know? you know, DC, you know, I love him. He's an Olympian. He's a great two-time two-division champion. And he's looking happy now. He's, looking, he's just looking. You know, India, you know, it's, so, you know, it's so funny because when DC comes into the octagon to take the post-fight interview, you know, he's just so big and other suits are not fitting him anymore. You know? <laughs> suits are getting bigger. Dude. <laughs> he's got a new tailor. Bigger suit. What am I saying, man? My new suit also is much bigger now. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, what is not big is the bantamweight division, which is 135 pounds, 61 kgs. We have two absolute maniacs in Rob Font and Jose Aldo that are going to contest in the main event of the evening. It's on December 5th. We have one week off. So, ladies and gentlemen, please relax, ease out, chill and be <laughs> ready for the December fight card. Tips, man. Rob I Font can't, I can't and wait. Jose Aldo. I mean, the if you look at that and upcoming talent, you know. Rob Font is a is is a nasty nasty beast of a fighter. Yes, he by is, the way. and he's he's going to be taking on you know one of the greatest one of the greatest featherweights. Yes, according to me, who before he dropped down to bantamweight and then yes. he's making his mark. I mean, we saw last Aldo's last fight against Marlon Moraes. Yes, oh, he fought against Pedro Munoz and he put on a clinic against Pedro Munoz. You know those, we saw some you know those body shots. Boxing. Those body shots those, are becoming ruthless. I'm telling you, he's been working with the national, the Brazilian national boxing team. Right. And you can see the differences he's made in his technique. Correct. The way he's moving. He's not firing off those leg kicks and he's waiting. You know, guys like Aldo, they don't have something called, you know, uh, like, you know, peppering shots. Either he hits you at 150 or he doesn't hit you. Yes. 
Yes. It's just it's just something like that. So of course that strategy comes with you know the give and take of a gas tank. You have to really weigh out your you know your cardio has to be on point. Yes. So what I what I started what I liked against that Pedro Munoz fight is he didn't turn up the heat till the third. He picked his shots in the first and second, and then the third, bang, he started battering. But that's what we call championship experience. You know yes, where sir. you know where these gentlemen come in, they study their opponent, they know. You know maybe three rounds I have to kind of just play it out, but round four and five, oh my god, what went on? You know it was like he was on some. stuff and like his gas tank started and he just went exactly. crazy just went crazy there exactly absolutely my friend i mean you know if you look at if you look at the entire fight how it went yeah. it looked like a much more evolved aldo absolutely, and now i'm going to yeah. quickly just take you through that entire ranking you know when we keep we kept repeating today that bantamweight division yeah. is one of the deepest okay this is just to give you an idea peter yan is the number one contender Aljamain Sterling is the champion. TJ Dillashaw number <laughs> two. Corey Sandhagen number three. Rob Font number four. Number five Jose Aldo. Merab Dvalishvili at number six. Cody Garbrandt at seven. Pedro Munoz eight. Marlon Moraes nine. Dominic Cruz at ten. Oh Marlon my Chito God. Marlon Chito Vera eleven. Rafael Asensio at twelve. Frankie Edgar thirteen. Songye Dong fourteen. Cody Stamen fifteen. And guys like your favorite Sugar Shaw Ali are not even top fifteen. in this division oh my god that's unbelievable that's unbelievable I mean, you know having said that i would love to see song adong versus sugar shaw nomali i think it's a great match actually i would see that's a, i think that's, that's a, a great match up you know but yeah man if it was up to you if it was up to you you would love to see chito vera keep fighting <laughs> well if it was up to me i would i would put in peter yan and sugar shaw nomali straight charity match <laughs> and 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 this is going to happen in the white house washington dc people <laughs> <laughs> army and guns ones and all you know like do so you mean you mean like you mean like blood sport do it nobody leaves alive <laughs> it's to the death do literally. do it for the forces <laughs> do it for the for other anything for the forces absolutely uh, no I'm, no no but no you what you mean is blood sport yeah well yeah. john claude van damme yeah. fought till the death yeah like you have to kill the opponent <laughs> Is that what you want? You want Peter Yan to do that? I am such a nickel. <laughs> I know you couldn't keep it for too long. <laughs> I swear, seriously. But chips, let's let's get into the prediction game. We've Here got we go. in the bantamweight main event of the evening, rank number four, Rob Font taking on rank number five, Jose Aldo. It's a good fight, you know, because this will, you know, the winner of this fight moves a lot closer to that belt. Yeah. I mean, Peter Yan right now is, you know, we're just waiting for Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, TJ Dillashaw is in surgery. Sandhagen has now fought twice and lost twice back to back against yeah. TJ Dillashaw and now Peter Yan. Yeah. So he's not getting a shot at that title belt anytime soon. Correct. He's not, and that's the honest truth. For the year, year and a half. He's not going to get any. But they were a, a very, very right interesting fights. He put and up a show. And he's lost to the current champion as well. That's the thing. Yes, he he's has lost to Aljamain Sterling. He's the only one that's been finished uh, by Aljamain. Right. Aljamain is the only one who has finished Cody uh, uh, Sandhagen. Correct. So that's the thing. So that entire title picture now becomes very interesting because now four and five, even though even though when Peter Yan was champ, you know Aldo, that was the inaugural belt title, mm. which was in bantamweight division, yeah. where it was Aldo versus Yan, and mm. Yan beat Aldo to become the champ. Uh, I think a win will take this a lot closer now. I think a win should get them uh, immediate. Maybe the winner can take on TJ Dillashaw, who comes back from surgery, right? Or, or you know, I don't know. It's it's a very okay. It's, it's right now anybody can jump in from anywhere. Chito Vera knocked out Frankie Edgar, right, with a front kick to the face right. two weeks ago, right. 
I would love to see, you know, wouldn't you love to see Chito Vera versus Sandhagen? I would love to see it. But I think that, I think the ranking is too early, but the ranking is quite far apart, you know, and Sandhagen has improved so drastically. He's lost twice, but he's gained immense experience in those two fights. I think he's, yeah. I think he's a different animal altogether at the moment. I mean, he took every shot from Peter Yan. And he was, I mean, he stood there somehow. His conditioning was so good. He was in such great shape. But then also you you realize that there was such a big size difference between Yan and and Sandhagen. Yes. And a lot of Yan's counters were, you know, were just out of range because that's how that's how Sandhagen moved. Yes, yes. And and I'm just thinking, like, we got somebody like Chito Vera who's who is, you know, he's also a big bantam bait. He's big and he's he probably might reach him. And that's just intriguing. It's an intriguing matchup. So what's your but pick? As of now, what's your pick? As chips? of now, Rob Font versus Aldo. Well, I'm biased too. Aldo, <laughs> always. You know, but honestly, in a in a three round fight, I will always pick Aldo because I, after the third round, Aldo tends to gas. The same thing happened with the same thing happened with uh, Peter Yan. The first two rounds, Aldo was winning. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth round where Aldo gassed badly. But do you think? Looking at Aldo's last fight, do you think he's become a little smarter and he's channelizing his gas tank? I think he's, especially in the three-round fights, he knows when to turn it up. Now. But this is a five-round fight, so… Oh, yes, it, I forgot. It's a main event, so… Oh, yes, yes, I forgot. So I completely forgot. Does that change uh, your prediction? No, it's still Aldo. I think Aldo is, is smarter and I think it's going to go to a decision. Very interesting. Well, Mystic Chips has chosen his favourite, the Brazilian national, Jose Aldo. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to go with Mystic Chips on this. I think Jose Aldo is a smarter, better, crisper fighter. I think he's going to channelize his energy. Unless and until Rob Font finishes him within two rounds. Having said that, uh, which is difficult. Having said that, I think Jose Aldo takes the decision. We will see on December 5th. When this particular main card goes down only on Sony 10.1 and Sony 10.3. For more action on IBMPodcast.com, check out all their other shows. But before checking that out, please check out The Fighting Goat. Hear us, <laughs> enjoy us. Don't forget because we've had a great episode this week. And also last week was a banger with Ken Pavia. So if you haven't oh, heard yes. that, please tune in. We are on episode 3939 of the fighting goat see you guys next time same place only on the fighting goat